The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Showtime. The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Were we supposed to tip the Steinhoffels delivery people yeah. who brought our bed yesterday? Mm-hmm. So I messed that up. Let me ask you a question about the, uh, the tip cup, because I had a little thing with the calzone guy there this week. <clears throat> I go to drop a buck in the tip jar, and just as I'm about to drop it in, he looks the other way. Wait a minute. Tighter than two coats over here is telling yeah. you uh, to spend money. Yeah, I... That's that's how I know I really picked yeah, up. I, I, didn't, I didn't just mess up. If he's telling me I should have tipped. So then as I'm leaving, he gives me a look like, thanks for nothing. Mm-hmm. You got no credit. Exactly. It's like I'm throwing a buck away. I mean, if they don't notice it, what's the point? These two guys listen to the show. Awesome. Mm. So that was one of the first things that they said when they walked in. Well, then was, you should have for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 They ain't listening anymore. <laughs> Thanks, Gabe. Yeah. All stiff nights all yeah. over oh, here. Me, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't want that reputation, Josh. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Latta. She wants to ride it, she's trying to hide it I'm cool as ever, she's too excited Her man look like he wanna fight He ain't doing nothing but running his mouth Talk about it, we all about it General social behavior I feel a little like Billy Madison right now saying business ethics. <laughs> Do we need a refresher on general business ethics, yes. social behavior? No. Just in general. Mm-mm. Yeah, you, I think no. we do. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. You think people are just do, out there doing a hell of a care. job, doing a bang-up job of they interacting don't care. with people socially? Yeah. Do we? No. We do not. Do they out there? Yes. Without a doubt. Us versus they. Them. You know what I but mean. But the they we're talking about don't care. You're never going to change Correct. Do you think that's patterns. true? I think there's a chance that they're not aware of how egregiously they are interacting in the fabric of society. I think it's ignorance. No. No. I'm, I'm past ignorance. You think it's choice. <laughs> yes. Or, what do you call it, ambivalence. If you're one of these people... Because you see it like once a week on social media, whether it's the the picture that was floating around on Twitter a couple of weeks ago of the guy who had his foot like straight up in the air as he was like laying across three seats. Where? On an airplane? Yeah. I didn't see Yeah, they don't care. You're not going to change it. Whether whether you're one of the people who clips their toenails on an airplane. If you hold the door open for someone... Someone held the door open for you. Would you say thank you? Of course I would. There's people out there that don't. There's people out there that don't. I'm at, uh, and look, I tried to excuse it because it was uh, kiddos, it was little kids, Mm. but I was dropping my daughters off at dance class. I must have held the door for six people. Just, and they all just went pew, 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 pew. It was like I was invisible. Mm-hmm. It was like the door was magically open. Yeah. It was one of those uh, uh, doors where you push the button and it swings open and then just stays open. That's yeah, how old like. were the kids? Uh, eight, six, varies, but old enough to say thank you. Yeah, you know, they were not nonverbal, yeah, not I like mean, you, babbling toddlers. Yeah, but I've, I mean, I, I don't have kids. I've been around enough where, I mean, the manners aren't really kicking in until uh, teens. I think if they haven't kicked, no. Sometimes it, they never kick in. No, Gabe, I would argue that it's very flipped. My girls sometimes have better manners than my teenager. Because the teenager's a little sullen, you know? and it's Sure. Like, 
So, the, but the girls, they know to say thank you. It's programmed in. Mm-hmm. And then there's this whole psychology about how it shouldn't be programmed in because you want it to be an authentic, uh, not not a automatic response, not like Pavlovian. You want it to be an intentional response. Anyway, we are getting off topic. Yesterday, I pick up the boys from basketball practice. I'm driving them home and I realize I'm out of gas. What a shocker. Mm-hmm. I know. Stunning. The shock of all shocks that I am about to run out of gas. So I pull into the corner gas station. Very busy intersection in our town. There's a couple of gas stations on each corner, and I pull into the one that's to my right. Full pumps. Every single pump has a car at it with someone actively pumping. It's 5.15 after all. What do you expect? People get off of work. They realize, like me, they need gas in their car. They roll into the gas station. So I pull behind one of the vehicles, which I thought was pretty standard operating procedure for when you are waiting for a pump. And the gentleman finishes pumping, you know, puts the, what do you call that thing, the nozzle, the hose? Yeah, the, it is a nozzle. It is a nozzle. The nozzle and the hose, he puts it back into the machine. It's not a machine, it's a pump. It's a pump. Also, pumps are machines. Yeah, uh-huh. So, so what you're saying is I'm doing okay so far. Yeah, yeah you're, you're <laughs> tripping yourself up for no reason. Puts it back in, closes the little... You guys got to help me with this. It's like Mad Libs. <laughs> Closes the door. Closes the little door for the gas yeah. tank. Gets back in his car. Now, what's the next thing you usually would see? Oh, Brake lights. Thank you very much, too. That's exactly what I was looking for. See the lights turn on. Gentleman's about to vacate the spot and allow me to pull in so that I can get gas. No, he sat there. He, he didn't even turn the car on. He just sat there. I can only assume he was going through his phone. I can only assume he was sending a picture or a text message or something. But he sat there. And the lack of situational awareness started to eat at me. Look around. Every single pump is full. Both sides. Back to back cars. And, and I'm waiting behind him. So I give a little courtesy light flash. Okay. Uh oh. Little. Are we getting? Are we getting close here? No, nothing. And again, I'm not. Are we getting close to an incident? Like, Is that what's happening here? How long was it before the light flash? Uh, thirty seconds. Okay. Right, like, like an just, actual thirty seconds, or was it like no, 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 fifteen no. seconds, and you just thought it was thirty seconds? He was seconds. an older gentleman. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, right? Maybe he, again, buckle up that safety belt, adjust your mirrors in case anything happened. Da, 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 like all of it, gave him the time for it. But then at some point, you're like. Come on, hey buddy, come on, let's go. You got to move, pump and dump, pump and go. In fact, there are some there chimney. Are some, <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> oh no! There are some gas what stations are that are literally called pump and go. He didn't move, guys. Two minutes, two and a half minutes. I'm in the car with the boys now. They're getting a kick out of it because they're going, "Oh, Chase's mom, she's Heating about up. to blow a gasket." I did not honk. Should I have honked? Would a honk have been the next thing? Even a courtesy, like, doot, doot. I think a honk, and we would have had an incident, and we were starting the, yeah. your, your counter back down to zero. Oh, that's what you were referring to when you said incident. What is the amount of time you can sit at the pump after you've pumped when there are cars waiting to pump gas? You get out. You look in the rearview mirror, see someone's waiting, and yeah, I think you move get- over to the side. And do what you got to do right there. Yeah, I think you get 30 seconds. You know, you get in. Yeah. I mean, if you got to plug your phone in, if it happens, because, I mean, I... Directions. Maybe you got to yeah, you your, put pump. your location in. Why are we saying pump so much? Stop saying <laughs> pump. I understand that this is the location of the thing, but you have to put your directions into the phone to mm-hmm. where you're going. Yeah, but still, if, if you see someone's behind you, 
you can pull out and do it somewhere else. Sure, but again, it, it should take you 30 seconds. Like, right. 30 it, seconds is a pretty... Sure. If, if, you you, see, if you see somebody doing something, if you can see, like, oh, they're clearly getting ready, but if they're just sitting there, it's totally different. Yeah, if you're sitting there sending a text, scrolling through social media, that's different. And I will tell you this. Had the brake lights gone on, indicating that he had put the key in the ignition or had pushed the button on an automatic start, that would have made me feel a little bit better because it would have been progress. But sit there... No start, no lights. I'm getting heated. And, and again, all of the other spots, and you guys know how it is. It's not super easy for me to now, because of where I'm positioned, to just jump over a couple of lanes and go to the other one over there. But that's what I ended up doing. I saw another one that vacated, so I back up, swing around. Oh, because that's the thing. You got to make sure you it's line up. On the side of the gas tank. Did you give an evil eye as you Was there any him? birds? For sure, evil eye. <laughs> Did like he the stare- No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also expected. very unsatisfying. Uh-huh. It's very expected, honest. though. I mean, well, he's clearly not going to notice you driving past him if he didn't notice you behind right. him. <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> My expectations were way too high on that. So that brings me to the other gas station etiquette. Because obviously sitting at a pump, it's not like I can go somewhere else to fulfill the need. I can't pull up into one of the spots where you run in to go get like a beverage if I'm going to get one of my Celsiuses or whatnot. I can't pull in and get gas. There are only so many spots to get gas. And at a busy time, 5.15 in the evening, when everybody's getting off of work, it feels like it's even more urgent to move on. Are there other gas stations? I mean, again, what if you go inside, right? Like maybe we hate this, but sometimes it'll be like you must go inside to to pay, which I leave. I don't, nope, going somewhere else. (laughs) Don't take the two seconds it takes to go inside and say, hey, put 20 bucks on gas stations you're going to. It's like 15 steps. (laughs) Nope, just stay in the car, get back in, go to the next one. (laughs) That's taking more time than it would just to pay and go. Does there need to be an express line? What, like you're going to NASCAR splash no, a gas like in you as you're coming to, down the... I kind of like this. I'm, you, I'm you intrigued. You have to pay at the pump. Yeah. Do not go inside okay. and go shopping for food. It's two express lanes. Get your... And get out. I mean, it's not... I, I would say this is a very rare problem. Now, does it happen occasionally? Sure, but... I don't think it's a big enough problem where gas stations are just full. It's not the 1970s where the line's going out around the block because you need gas. Yeah, around 5.15, maybe you have to wait behind someone, but I don't think it's a big enough problem where you're going, yep, two express lanes, this is what you're only doing. I think gas station pumps are express lanes. Like, you, you can obviously, if you have cash and you need to pay with cash, people will give you the benefit of going in pain and coming right back out. But, like, if you're getting gas and you think, oh, i got to grab some milk and some things for around the house for dinner, you pull out. That's just standard. I thought yeah. that was standard. And I see people do it all the time. Well, if it's if it's full, sure. Yeah, right. But I mean, if it's... Right, if, if, I'm, there, if sure. I'm there yeah. at 5 in the morning and there's no one there, Fair I'm not point. doing that. Last night, uh, I let Chase drive. You know, Chase has his driver's permit, and I, he wanted to go to the gas station, so I let him drive over to the gas station. It's about 8.30. Gas station is empty. Right. He pulled up to a pump... Ran inside, grabbed the things he needed, came back. There was no one there. Had there been cars there, he pulls into a spot, but it was just easier for him as a new driver to just kind (laughs) of stay there, run inside, get his stuff. But again, that's a social, you're conscious of what's happening around you, right? Mm -hmm. There's a social awareness there. That's what was so frustrating about this. I will tell you this. I did see the older gentleman take a picture on his phone of the pump. 
So then the boys were having a good time last night guessing, you know, why he took the picture. And Chase did this whole thing where he goes, can you believe these prices? <laughs> Which I thought was pretty good. 800-990-3776. We're talking about gas station what, social behaviors. So what if somebody parks in that spot? It's 515. They go in to pay at the pump and they wanted to grab a loaf of bread. You know, so they come out a minute later with a loaf of bread and then they start pumping. That's Is that fine. okay? That's fine. But just don't do your shopping in there. Yeah. Because I've seen that before where you had to, you pull into the second spot. Mm-hmm. And I got a big tank on my truck, so it takes a yeah, while. And that person's still there. Wait, will you run shopping. in? Because that's the other thing, right? Like some people get very angry if you leave while it's pumping. I'll get in the car oh, if it's cold, you know? I think it's you... against the law. Yeah. Probably true. <laughs> yeah, you can't you're not supposed to leave your car unattended while Well, is it's it, pumping. is it attended if you just get back inside the driver's seat? Is that technically unattended? technically yes. I believe you're fine. I think we're talking about the people if who you like, run inside yeah, to grab while a soda. It's pumping, yes. You know. How about the people burning a grit? Definitely That's illegal. A million. And then I say illegal. something to him. Yeah, I mean, because I don't want to blow up. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you could be <laughs> in trouble then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, the can, ultimate trouble. Can I say something to somebody if they're smoking at we the pump? We know you would. <laughs> I don't know why you're asking us for permission when we know you're just gonna say it anyway. Is it the wild, wild west? It's starting to feel, and I always say that parking lots are the wild, wild west, and that's where you just like there's no laws. People are cutting through, they're pulling through spots, they're driving across on weird angles and whatnot. But it sounds a little like gas stations are because you got people smoking at pumps, you got people going inside while they're pumping gas, you got people leaving the pumps unattended, you got people squatting and just sitting in the spots. It feels like we need a refresher course on the rules of the gas station. Oh, man, if we're power ranking places that feel like the wild, wild west, airplanes are number one, right? Which is kind of um, weird because like yeah. airports have the highest amount of security, and then people just start acting a fool once you get into well, the airport. The airport security are worried about bombs. Well, yes, but I'm, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's just it's ironic that people then, with despite having all the security and everything else around an airport. Then they act up the most Which around is the probably plane. like children. We always talk about how our kids are so well behaved at school, right? Mm-hmm. They're like on their best manners, their P's and Q's, they're yeah. locked in, right? It's very like Von Trapp family kids. And then they get home and they're maniacs because they've been keeping it all in for the last <laughs> seven hours. You know, maybe that's what's happening on the airplane. Yeah, but airplane, I mean, if we're power wrecking places that are the wild, wild west, airplanes are number one, is right? Just, is it just places where people are forced to interact? You're just more... Lo- because I don't feel like, and now certainly I don't have the experience of Chewy, but it feels like in the past four or five years, people have just forgotten how to behave. The Phoenix Open was yeah. chaos. Yeah. And it feels like people just no longer either care or they're so interested in like making a funny viral moment. But like this, that wouldn't explain this. It just seems like people have lost all care. Yeah, I agree with you. We should all go to cotillion school is what we should do. They should be teaching that. Is that like manners? Like manners? But where would that be in the Uh, curriculum? uh, 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 What do they call it? Kindergarten? Kindergarten. The grade, yes. Yes. That's where they would (laughs) teach gas station etiquette? No, no, no. Oh, uh, manners. General etiquette. Oh, I'm pretty sure they do. You know, a league of their own. 
Yeah, with a gracefully, <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. grandfully, <laughs> gracefully, yes. grandfully, a lot of night games. Yeah. Uh, Carrie in Mayville weighing in saying, Jen, I had the same thing happen to me recently. I walked up to his window and knocked and said, could you please pull ahead? He was doing scratch off tickets. Oh, because oh, in case he won, he wanted to go back in. When people do that at the counter, if they buy them and scratch <laughs> oh, yeah, them right there, yeah. oh, I want to punch those people. Oh, my God, so <laughs> bad. Or the Powerball, and they're filling it out at, in line. You're like, come on. Hey, I, I hope you win. Can you do it over there, please? <laughs> like, there's got to be another area. 800-990-3776. I guess we are trying to figure out what gas station etiquette is. We are all in agreement that once you pump your gas, no matter what you got going on in your life... You have to vacate that spot. You cannot squat in the spot because there are only so many pumps. There are only so many spots where I can get gas. Do your business somewhere else. There's a whole row of parking spots. You know, I think about a quick trip, right? Mm-hmm. Got a whole parking lot just for you to put your car in, run in and grab some pickles or corn dogs or whatever you want. Scratch off your scratch off tickets. What you're noticing the phallic nature of both of those items. Huh? Well, we started talking about pumping, and then you decided to dive into pickles and corn dogs. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Even with an express lane, you would have people that wouldn't give a rat's ass and would do whatever they want <laughs> yeah, to. That, that from Jamie in Orlando. That brings up the. I mean, the express lane or the express checkouts. Those are pure chaos. Oh, and, yeah. And the poor people that are working there never can say, like, hey, buddy, you have 30 things. Move along. Well, well I'll tell you this, though. Yesterday we were at Target. No other lanes open. That's that's the issue. Is Literally nothing else is open. So now I have to take my cart full of groceries, and I'm sitting there checking out, feeling like an idiot because <laughs> the guy behind me just has a carton of milk. I'm like, I, I don't want – I'm sorry. But there's no, there's no tellers. There's yeah. no cashiers. Will you- All right. Will you allow people to skip you? So if you're in line and yes. the person behind you is one, I do that a lot. Yeah, a thousand this percent. Guy always does. Yeah. Obviously, we've talked about this. Jen, what I'm, about you? No, and I'm going. I got to pick my kids up from school in seven minutes. So <laughs> I'm going to just make my way through. But here's the thing: I promise you, I promise you, I will be efficient. Like that's just in my nature. Like I'm always going to move through whatever phase or stage I'm in. in How an efficient, efficient can you be on the, the self checkout thing? Boop. You're yeah, not trained this. on Come that. Come on, I got this down to a science. It's like when I go to the airport and I was like, watch this. I'm like usher. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. We got to get to Jason Wildy, but I love this idea of power ranking the chaos spaces. Right, the airport is one. The self checkout is one. The gas station is one, which I recently learned. One have thought would have thought it was pretty standard operating procedure how you handle yourself and handle your business at a gas station but apparently not 800-990-3776 jason wildy coming up next on jen gabe and chewy all packers all the time he has come light years in the last two months and people should be over the moon excited about that okay most of the time almond specifically or all nuts well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts work. It's Jason Wildy on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. Time to check in with our pal and teammate, Jason Wildy. Good morning, Jason. How was your weekend? When you wish upon a star, wait, you went to Disney No World? difference who you are. Uh, no, Patrick Mahomes did, but he was just on GMA. So, oh, uh, riding in the parade, and I, I love Disney, so I'm uh, 
I'm jealous of Patrick Mahomes. So anyway, good morning. How good, are you? Good morning to you. Um, so we were just looking at the odds that came out for the 2025 Super Bowl, which is obviously famously a year away. And the Packers are the mm-hmm. eighth. Let's see, eighth? Yeah. Yeah, tied for eighth. Tied for eighth at plus 2,500. I'm going through the list here. I got the 49ers. I got the Chiefs. I got the Ravens, the Bills, the Lions, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Packers. That list feels a little bit AFC heavy to me. If you got the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Bills, the Bengals, and the Dolphins on there. Um, Do you like where they've slotted the Packers, kind of eighth in the mix? Do you feel like that's fair to them given what they've done, given how the season ended, and, you know, the changes they've made to hopefully – get closer to uh, to winning the Lombardi. Yeah, so the AFC is better, right? So yeah. it makes sense that there would be more teams in the top eight. Secondly, so what does that make them fourth in the NFC? The 49ers, Lions, and Eagles, Eagles are yep. ahead of them? Correct. Well, Eagles, I they're tied with the Eagles. Correct. They're tied with the Eagles and the Cowboys. So only two NFC teams are technically ahead of them. Yeah, oh boy, that's kind of a kind of a cop-out to put the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Packers with all the same odds. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, again, we we all know this. These are way too premature. It's always my favorite. Like, right after the whoever wins the NCAA uh, college football championship, the next day it's way too early, 2029, 20, top 25, and all that kind of stuff, before the – transfer portal is open and all the other stuff. I I understand they have to do this. Uh, Look, I like where the Packers are at. I think they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I'm not sure they're going to get there because it's really hard and a lot of things have to still go your way, even if you're a good team and you can't make mistakes in critical moments, as the Packers well know. But, yeah, I'm fine with where they're at. I mean, look, they're they're there. The, The... and I think this is the most important thing is I want to find out, well, two things. One, how many legitimate jumps are there from year one to year two for those guys that were rookies this year and from year two to year three from those guys that were second-year players this year? That's one. And then the other one is how do they handle no longer having the, hey, nobody expects much of us, freedom that they had this season? Are they going to be able to handle the realm of highly elevated expectations. Because what we're talking about here, I don't know what their odds were going on this date, 2023. We didn't know if Aaron Rodgers was being traded or not, but I would be curious once they traded him, where they put the Packers odds to win the Super Bowl that was played on Sunday. I I can't imagine their odds were higher than 25th highest somewhere in that range. So uh, they, they're they legit. They they deserve to be uh, projected because that projects you as a playoff team, obviously. All that is deserved, but they're going to have to earn it. And I think it's been really interesting to watch how both Goody and LaFleur, not only in their interactions with their players, but then publicly as almost like a, hey, remember what I told you? Make sure you read Wildy's story or listen to his show because he's going to reiterate what we said to you guys directly after the season, which is you better be ready because just because you accomplished what you did this season doesn't guarantee you Jack next year, because that is clearly the messaging from the brain trust at 1265. 
Jason, I'm going to give you some players' names. If you could give me a grade for the season, that applies. You love this exercise. I do. You love, you love just the name and then whatever you tell me to do. Uh, is he going to be back? Did he have a good – all right, I'm ready. I'm ready, ready? for my uh, red felt tip marker, yes. All right, Christian Watson. Incomplete. Fair. Tucker Craft. Right. I mean, look, 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 look. Well, let's talk about him for a second. Like, uh, you know, he's he's going to uh, UW Madison and their uh, facility where they they figure out soft tissue injuries. Um, if they get it figured out, I still think he can be a really really good player in this league. But it it does feel as though the combination of these rookies that had some really, really good moments and frustration over his lack of availability and maybe his dad being a, a little bit of a, a overbearing parent, uh, that Packers fans are kind of like, eh, they've kind of either forgotten about him or been annoyed by him. Well, I, 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 don't, I think it's way too early to write him off. I threw this out to the group earlier, and we can talk about it another day, but I'm in favor of trading Christian Watson for a top-rate safety in this league. Mm-hmm. Well, they had a chance to trade him for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And they turned that down. And now, you know, in retrospect, if he doesn't, if he doesn't figure out a way to be more durable, um, that might be one of those trades where you wish maybe you had taken it. Uh, okay, Tucker Craft. Uh, B plus. Rashid Walker. Uh, B minus. Can they win with him next year playing left tackle? Um, I will be very curious if at 25 there is a Brian Bulaga type guy that you think can be a starting left tackle, uh, and if you draft him or not, because their answers to both Lafleur and Goody's answers on him were that they were encouraged by what he did, but they were uh, clearly hedging on whether or not he is definitely the answer, as opposed to say. Their answer is on Zach Tom, which is he can start at all five positions. I still find myself wondering if they will move him to left tackle or if he will continue in the um, long lineage, almost Favre Rogers, Bart Starr-like of great right tackles following uh, Forrest Gregg, Mark Tauscher, and Brian Bologna. Okay, two more. Uh, Devontae Wyatt. Uh, what, do you, what, is, what did you give him? C-minus. Yeah, I, I I'm sorry. I, you know, we Goody did a lot of good things, and and I am not, you know, you can have a report card if you're a kid, and you can have a bunch of A's on your report card, uh, but if your parents see a C minus uh, in ELA, um, you know, your parents are going to be like, what the hell happened here? And so in Goody's case. Yeah, he had a great 2023 draft, it appears. Now, those guys have to continue. We can't just say, okay, they were all great as rookies. But that 2022 class, like, that's an important draft class, too. We just got done talking about Watson and his lack of availability. Uh, I fully expected Quay Walker to make a huge jump last season, and he didn't, uh, especially after he had the pick six in Chicago. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's going to have this breakthrough year, and that just never happened. And then Wyatt, I, I'm, uh, uh, my old friend Tom Oates, the columnist emeritus at the Wisconsin State Journal, 
when Antonio Chapman was their returner and was like their slot receiver, he would always say this, I failed to see the attraction of Antonio Chapman. Like we would joke every time he caught a pass that that's what OC was going to say. I failed to see the attraction of Devontae Wyatt. Uh, he's, he's very twitchy. He has some very mo- good moments where you're like, wow, he's quick off the ball or whatever. But that is a position where I don't want to say just about anybody can have those moments, but like Cletus Hunt had enough of those moments mm-hmm. to get a big contract extension instead of Vonnie Holiday. And I don't want a guy that just has six flash plays during the season. I want a guy that does his job down in and down out, and he is not that guy at this point. E-minus is a good grade for him. Jason, when it comes to Jordan Love, has he already reached the point? Because I feel like in off-seasons past, whether it was with Brett, with Aaron, okay, we got Brett, we got Aaron, don't have to worry about them. Obviously with Aaron and some of the contract stuff later, he ended up worrying about it. But like from a, a position in, in playing on the field, we didn't have to worry about him. Are we there with Jordan Love, or is there still more things this offseason he needs to develop and work at to make sure that he continues the high level of play he had in the last 9-10 regular season games? What do you think? I think that there's work that needs to be done to make sure he doesn't take that little mini half-step back that someone like Trevor Lawrence did this year. Mm-hmm. I do like this technique exactly. that Jason is using where we ask him a question, <laughs> and he says, well, what do you right think? Right back at you. <laughs> Just catches Just it and throws return, it right back. Yeah, exactly. A hot potato question. But that's where I'm at. I think that he's done a lot of really yeah. good things, Jason, but to use the old McCarthyism, it's about stacking the successes now. And mm-hmm. this to, so to me, that's putting in the work during the offseason to make sure you're still hitting the ground running when, when you hit training camp in, in the late summer. Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing this today. I think it's because uh, we're driving home from multiple sporting events this weekend, and, and my technique with Sid is always, well, what did you think? What did you think? How did it go this weekend to you uh, for volleyball and basketball and gymnastics? Um, look, I would say this. Um, I, I think he was awesome in the second half of the season. I think we are probably predisposed and biased to think that he is further along than maybe the rest of the uh, football world thinks. And I do think there are some cautionary tales. You mentioned, mentioned one of them with Trevor Lawrence. I would bring up Jalen Hurts, too, mm-hmm. um, that you have to make sure, as you so eloquently stole from Mike McCarthy, that's a polluted mindset, um, that you have to keep stacking successes. And, look, I, let me be clear. I don't have any concern about Jordan Love's work ethic, about him getting complacent, getting too big for his britches. It was interesting to see him with his Old Spice hoodie uh, working Radio Row and doing all these interviews, uh, talking about how the locker room's going to smell better this season. But uh, it did look like he was starting to feel himself a little bit, as he should. He deserves that. And quite frankly, those of us that go to his locker every Wednesday would like to see him, you know, maybe step out of his uh, shell a little further and have those press availabilities be a little more uh, enthralling and interesting. But I don't have any concern about him not putting in the work to get to the next level. I just think playing quarterback in the NFL is really hard. And I've, I've drawn this comparison before, and you guys know way more about baseball. Well, maybe not YouTube, but you guys know way more about baseball than I do. But, like, I do feel like it's like a 
a, a batter going through, you know, a pitcher going through the batting order, and by the time he faces a hitter the third time, that hitter has figured out a little bit more about his stuff and is going to be more effective. And I, and I think defensive coordinators mm-hmm. that are on the Packers' schedule are going to look and say, okay, here's the things that we can do against this guy. He was really good in his first year as a starter, but no one really knew what he was. And now we all have uh, an entire season with like a thousand snaps of film on him. Here's what we're going to do to flummox this guy. And now it's up to him to have the counter move to be really effective against defenses that now know who he is and what he's capable of. Last thing for you, Jason, and you cannot throw it back at us. We probably will discuss it in the next segment on the show. Jordan Love has the eighth best MVP odds. He actually has the best odds of any NFC quarterback to be the MVP next year. So more likely that Love wins the MVP in 2024, 2025, or the Packers win the Super Bowl. All right, first of all, I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> join, join the club. <laughs> I mean, I I'll be like the Chase president right of that club, and you could be the vice president or the co-offensive coordinator or whatever. We could be atop that pyramid together. Um, I, look, I don't think either one of those things is happening. How, how's that for an answer? Um, that's, again, it's great. There is a lot of shine. Or is it, is it glazed? There's a lot of people glazing uh, the Packers. Glizzy? And it's a hot dog. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Uh, but look, I, I, I think, you know, I, I spend uh, every day, at least, uh, well, maybe not this week because he's off for a bunch of shows, but uh, with Tausch, who has gotten over his skis a ton this season. And sometimes it's worked out, and they've they had great moments. There's no doubt about it. And he was more optimistic and was rewarded with the season they delivered. But uh, – there does seem to be, they are the flavor of the month, right? Or of the post. Well, them and I would say te- the Texans, right? Houston's yeah, up there as you're well. Right. Another good one. Yeah, where is C.J. Stroud in the MVP? He is uh, a fourth. Yeah, I mean, again, it's really freaking hard to play quarterback in the National Football League. And those guys did it at a very high level in their first year as a starter. Uh, there are more than just the two we mentioned stories of guys who had really good rookie seasons and they weren't able to sustain it. Uh, Again, Jordan wasn't a rookie last year. I like his chances for being able to sustain it. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers won four MVPs. Brett Favre won three. And they both had seasons in which they were probably good enough to win the MVP, but somebody else was better. And so just because Jordan Love could have another really good year and he could throw 38 touchdowns and only eight picks next year, Somebody might have a better year than that even. So uh, I don't think he's going to win the MVP. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I think they are probably still another year away, like that 96 team built from 94, 95, 96. But I think it's going to be a fascinating year. Maybe not as fascinating as this year, but I think they're going to be good. I think Jordan Love's going to be good. And I think we're going to be having some fun conversations throughout the year. Jason, we appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Have a great one. We'll talk to you again soon. Notice how I didn't actually answer the question the way it was posed by mom. <laughs> mom? <laughs> what do you mean? You were dadding us the entire show, Chase. And well, what do you think? <laughs> Thank you, Gabe. Fair. Very fair. Very fair. And it worked. Bye. <laughs> He's Jason Wildy. You can hear him on Wildy and Tausch right after Jen, Gabe, and Chewy each and every day right here on ESPN Milwaukee. We will take a break. Joshy is efforting right now to put that on the poll. More likely, 
Jordan Love has the eighth best MVP odds for next season. The Packers have the eighth best Super Bowl odds. What do you think is more likely? Jordan wins the MVP or the Packers win the Super Bowl? We'll discuss that right after this on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. One of my favorite times of year for Palermo's Pizza is this. Because they have so many different brands, so many different flavors, so many different tastes that you can try. And the reason why this time of year is great is because for me, I mean, today's Fat Tuesday. So yeah, go up, you know, Mardi Gras, you know, have a party, have some of the great Palermo's brands that they have when we're talking about frozen pizza. But then Lent comes. So we're talking every Friday as a Catholic, I cannot eat meat. And they have so many different cheese pizzas from Palermo's, Urban Pie, Connie's, Surfer Boy Pizza, Scream It's Ceiling, so many different flavors, so many different varieties of just the cheese pizza that I make sure that my freezer is stocked up with that cheese pizza on Fridays during Lent. You can do that as well. You can find Palermo's and all the different brands they have in your grocer's frozen food aisle. Palermo's, it's Wisconsin's hometown pizza. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. And guess who didn't hit the hole? Zeke Elliott. Ashton. Well... I mean, yes. Yeah, right back, back, back there? That's so true. <laughs> it was a direct shot. She took out the sniper rifle and just... There's not a, no, she, she got right up to me, took out a Glock and just shot. <laughs> yeah, right in the balls. On 94.5 ESPN. We were just talking with Jason Wildey. If you missed any of that, you can find it on Wisconsin On Demand, wherever you get your podcasts. Gabe and I just realized as we were back and forth, back and forth, back and forthing, we're looking at different odds for the <laughs> MVP. I'm looking at USA Today right now, and I've got Jordan Love at plus 1,400 odds to win the MVP. That has him at one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in this list. What are your odds? Uh, so I have him at eighth from MGN's Sportsbook. Um, he's plus 1,600, and Dak would be the only NFC quarterback ahead of and him. And these are from FanDuel. Um, I'm probably supposed to be using ESPN Bet, to be perfectly honest or with you Potawatomi. guys. Or Potawatomi. Or <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you guys. Maybe we can wrangle those up. Uh, the point is, and, and the reason we were squabbling, is because I said he had the best odds of any NFC quarterback, according to my list. But you were saying that on your list, Dak Prescott is ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Two, for argument's sake, let's go with my list. <laughs> No, but I've no, but for, <laughs> I know it sounds funny, <laughs> but it's the only oh, way that this that argument will weird. Work. I mean, we're going with Jen's list. The only way that this question will work is if we go with this list. Is Jordan Love the best quarterback in the NFC? No, no, and I'm expecting a little slide back to tell you the truth. Um, I think Hertz will be better after his slide back. And I'm not saying he's terrible, but what teams do after the season, everyone in the division studies one another because you play them twice a year. And then you have teams like San Francisco, Dallas, Philadelphia. Once they're done um, evaluating their division, they'll go right to the Packers. They'll go right to one another. Mm -hmm. You see? So... Just echoing what Jason said, everything they did for the most part this year was fresh because you don't have time in the middle of the season to go back and do a deep study into what the Packers do. Now they will, now in the offseason. So they will look at tendencies. Um, LaFleur likes to motion, likes to do misdirection stuff. So they'll study all that. So LaFleur has to go back and look at those tendencies. 
You know, it's a little bit of a chess match. So they'll be a little more familiar with what they do. Um, but like Jason said, I mean, he could have a great year, but like a, like a Lamar, you know, goes out and plays better. I mean, I just expect a little bit of a slide back because teams will be more prepared for them. But to you, did you ask me the question of Super Bowl MVP? No, I would just go been talking. I would go. <laughs> I would go. Let Chewy cook. I would go Super Let Bowl. Chewy cook. Oh, because I asked Jason at the end of that segment yes. which one yeah. he thinks is more likely. He said he doesn't think either is happening. But yes, if I had to ask, if you had to put a thousand dollars on one or the other, and I don't think either is going to happen either. Can I say that? Is if that proper grammar? Either, yeah. either, yeah. But either, if you yeah. if you want to put a grand down on one of those, two, I would say Super Bowl. I'm going to Vegas in like three weeks. I'm going. So just on give Thursday. me the grand. I'll put it down for you. What's your cut? <laughs> he's going to spend it on dinner is what he's going to yeah, do. Exactly. Or X-Golf, whatever the X-Golf equivalent in Vegas That's is. That's a nice driver you got there, Gabe. <laughs> um, but uh, my no to the Super Bowl is just purely defensively. You know, I think it's going to take some time, and there needs to be some upgrading. Just after watching um, – the Super Bowl and those two defenses, they don't have that kind of personnel yet. Well, and I think, Gabe, would you do the same? Yeah, well, I think I'd probably lean toward, more towards Jordan Love. If I had to put down money, I think Jordan Love being the MVP, because I'm with Chewy in terms of the defense. And I think of when they've made changes in the past. And the, the most recent change that they made when they went from 4-3 to 3-4, Dom Capers' first year, that defense ended up being really good. And Charles Woodson ended up being Defensive Player of the Year, but... It still wasn't quite ready. Yeah. They gave up a thousand points to the Cardinals in that playoff game. But then in 2010, everything kind of clicked. Returned a lot of guys. You're playing a little bit more free. You're playing with more instincts within the defense. And I think that once they get some of that personnel, whether it's through the draft, where they, they add through free agency, and they get that personnel into this defense in 24, they're really going to start clicking in 25. And that's when things could really start cooking. We are putting it on the Jen, Gabe, and Chewy Twitter poll, which is more likely Love winning the MVP next season or the Packers winning the Super Bowl. And the reason is because, according to Vegas, depending on who you look at, Love has the eighth best MVP odds and the Packers have the eighth best Super Bowl odds. The point that Jason made, which I think we should not overlook, guys, is they're getting this attention because they really over uh, overperformed. Mm-hmm. Last season, yeah. like people thought that mm-hmm. it was going to be a much slower transition to get from where they were to where they are. But Chu, you're saying we can't ignore the possibility of there being a slide back yeah. with love and the offense. Because I like your point about how it wasn't just putting Jordan Love in for Aaron Rodgers. Matt LaFleur was able to run different things having Jordan Love out there than what they were doing when Rodgers was under center. So it wasn't just a plug-and-play, right? Like when you have a guy, um, and let's take Rodgers out of it because he's the exception to the rule, but most offensive coordinators slash coaches would like to be able to run the same offense if there's an injury to their starter, right? Taking their skill out of it, taking their uniqueness out of it. And LaFleur, it seems, was able to kind of take a little bit more of his playbook and throw it at Jordan Love because Jordan Love was going to run the playbook, which I think, to your point, Chewy, is why defenses were a little bit surprised at what Matt LaFleur's offense looked like this year with Jordan Love running it versus Rodgers. And they were fairly healthy. There were no real catastrophic injuries. I mean, you had Musgrave, who had the lacerated kidney, s- kidney or spleen, Came back but they it. didn't lose a lot of ACLs. 
I mean, their offensive line was intact for pretty much the whole year. Yeah, that was really the only position, offensive line and quarterback, where they didn't have, because, I mean, you had Christian Watson in and out of the lineup. It seemed like the receivers kind of took turns missing a game here or there. Yeah. And what what's encouraging about that is you showed off the depth. Right, sure. So you can absorb if Christian Watson misses a game or if Dobbs misses a game or if Dontavian misses a game. Well, and Wicks to be honest, and Chew, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but to me, that's the first thing that jumped out when you said you'd actually be interested in trading Christian Watson for a safety because they have so much depth to fall back yes. on. I know he's supposed to be the unicorn of that unit that can stretch the field, but... They did pretty well when he wasn't out there. And again, people looked and said that Jordan Love only had the full complement of talent a few times. What do we figure out? It was like a handful, five, six games where he had Aaron Jones on the field and Christian Watson on the field and all of the other. uh, Well, if you talk about the tight ends, it might have even been less. Could have been even less. Um, So, so, Chu, is that why you think that they could maybe move on from Christian Watson and still have success? I I just think they need to balance things out. I mean, if I'm looking at... um, just their defense in general. Let me go to it. Oh boy. I know. What are you, what are you trying to do? I'm parked by there? the gas pump. <laughs> like, I'll just give you my evaluation you a of what flash they have. Of the lights, Kenny Clark, yes. Slayton, yes. Wyatt, no, not the answer. Preston Smith got to move on. Move on from Devondre Campbell. Quay's got to play better. Rashawn's got to play better. Jair's got to play better. Move on from Owens. Move on from Savage. Stokes, question mark. That's how I look at it. Yeah, that's a lot of flipping. I'm, I'm I mean, just I saying. Be, I would not be shocked if either Owens or Savage come back on like a one-year deal yeah. just to here's because the, you need bodies yeah. there. Here's the problem with like Devontae Wyatt. He's quick as a cat and stuff like that, but when you play a 4-3, you're getting more double teams because level two is farther off the ball, right? Mm-hmm. The reason he showed his quickness a lot of times is because he's single blocked. You're not going to be single blocked a lot. That's why I don't think he's the guy. Devontae Campbell... Just you need to upgrade that position, Preston Smith. But there's so many so there's only so many Fred Warners out there, right? Yes. Can, like, handle but, the middle of the field. But that's why it's going to take. Yeah, that's one. why I think it's going to take. One. That's yeah. why I think it's going to take Speaking two of years. Unicorns. <laughs> you know, that's why I'm with Jason, and it's going to take two years. Yeah. And what are the chances Goody nails the draft again? Slim to none. What? I, I, how Wait, often so does a think- GM nail a draft, and then the next year nail it again? I'm just saying the odds. I mean, you'll have a couple of good picks. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. Let's take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. We're going to get to the second hour of the show in a few minutes, and I know we have a break before we get to that as well. Let me tell you guys about the concrete surfaces and how you can upgrade them in your home. Showtime Floors and Floor Shield is the answer. It's used by military bases, airports, businesses, and, of course, residential homes, which is what matters to you. Floor Shield is designed to beautify and protect your concrete surfaces, eco-friendly, non-toxic, and UV-stable, which means if you don't want to use it in your garage, you can use it on a patio surface as well. It has a 15-year warranty against wear, and if you mention ESPN for free crack repair, they will give you 10% off as well. For more information, go to ShowtimeFloors.com. ShowtimeFloors.com. This whole thing, guys, can be done in a day. Same-day installation from Showtime Floors. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I have told you how many times. Do not mess with electricity, Chew. And I don't. I did. Uh, (laughs) I did. But I don't. There was Plumbing, you're going to get wet. Electricity, you're going to die. On 94.5 ESPN. You know how much I love my friends over at Ewald Automotive. I've been driving around an Ewald Jeep the last few years now. 
And Ewald always makes it easy. And right now, it's auto show time here in Milwaukee in the best time to shop the newest cars, trucks, and SUVs. And with Ewald, you don't have to wait until the show. You can experience your favorite models at your nearest Ewald right now and get special auto show savings with top dollar for your trade-in on over 700 new vehicles in stock. Of course, because it's Ewald, they have their exclusive 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty only during Ewald's auto show sales events. It all starts for you at EwaldAuto.com. Chewy says the odds of Goody nailing another draft is slim to none, which means that Cootie, uh, Cootie, Chewy is giving Goody, the E's are jamming me up right now, Chewy is giving Goody credit for the last two drafts, but he's not sure he can do it again. We will break that down right after this on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy.